Welcome to Conflicted, the podcast exploring the tension Christian entrepreneurs face trying to pursue success in business and sacrifice in service to Christ. I'm your host, Sean Tombagahan, and I'm glad to be with you on this journey. I, I have the privilege of being able to serve in leadership at my church. And one of the things that I heard, uh, that I've heard a lot with people who work for churches, they get burnt out and they get kind of disenfranchised with um, institutional Christianity or the, with the church because when you are, if your version of church is you go to uh, on a Sunday and you hear this, you know, polished message with everybody with the lights perfect and all that stuff, and then you kind of leave and you feel like, oh, that's what Christianity looks like. And then when they people work in the church, they see the real stuff, right. uh, like they see the humanity of the pastor, they right. see the humanity of the leaders, and they're like, well, I'm get disenfranchised because they have this false expectation of a fallen person. Right. And so it's kind of like the same thing is like, OK, well, now I'm public facing uh, and, and all of this pressure is on me. And so I have to put on this facade as if I'm perfect. But at the same it's like, no, the point of Christianity is like I am so imperfect. 100%. I am wretched. And then when employees come, they get to see the behind the scenes. I mean, before the podcast, you're just saying like you're dealing with issues with employees. Right. And we had to take a moment to pray, get our hearts right, right because like, OK, something's not right. And so, like, uh, not only with the public, but do you feel like there's some negativity or uh, stuff with employees being able to see, quote, unquote, the real Zach or the real things that go behind the scenes? Yeah. I mean, again, back to that that lion type, that linebacker in me, like, I'll get frustrated with things. I've come light years, man. Praise God for sanctification by his Holy Spirit. Um, there's no more tears. But one thing I do <laughs> is, like, I, like, even, like, as I'm sitting here, I had my lightweight blow up of just like I demand like I, I've got to set that bar and I got to wake some people up so I may have to raise my voice but now coming back to me to like don't leaving it at that like mm. I know the enemy's weapons and he's gonna be in that employee's head being like you're not good enough Zach's upset with you mm. I'm gonna lose my job he's not like I'm after this I'm gonna go sit down with him hey look this is why I was upset to me, the follow-up and saying, hey, look, I'm sorry that I lost my cool. Um, to me, it's just humility. Right, right. We can't lose. It's our secret weapon as Christians. Um, I, do I have all right to be upset? Yes, I do. But going in and just sitting and talking with them and saying, hey, how do we get this fixed has been the biggest thing I think that I've grown in. Um, and the other thing, too, is, is delegating. You know, being able to entrust others to do the job. And that's hard as an entrepreneur. This is my baby. This is my brand representing. And so now I got to rely on you to do that right. Um, but how is anybody going to grow? The worst thing I want to be as an owner is a micromanaging owner, like where you never can really grow and flourish. How is somebody, you have to make mistakes to be able to, to learn from them. But if I never put you in an opportunity to make that mistake, um, you're never going to grow. And two, I'm not going to have a life like I have, I have two kids now. That's one thing I always admired about you. Like you're doing running a business. You were married and you had three kids. I was single when we met and I'm like and I was dying trying to run this business. And I'm like, how are you doing that with all of this? And obviously God gives us what we need and I'm learning that. But part of that is, OK, I got to delegate now. Like I can't be there open and close and go to do the Costco runs and oversee everything I have to entrust. Right. Um, and then, unfortunately, my job now is sitting in this room and kind of just coaching rather yeah. than being the one making the coffee. Um, but that's kind of the role because personally, I don't feel that my life mission is to be an owner of a coffee shop and sit here in this conference room and give out orders. Right. I need to train people, raise them up, shepherd them, entrust them with it. 
Um, and then, okay, God, like what's the next fearless mountain that I need to go climb? Um, and I feel like that's where I'm strong. That's my strength uh, rather than just the day to day. Like, again, I didn't want to open a business. Mm-hmm. I, I want to glorify Christ. So what's the next thing that will bring you glory, Lord? Um, and th- and that's the hard part too, because I feel that uh, I'm in uh, a similar position to where uh, we're still a small business, but I have a team not as big as yours. I mean, you have what like fifty or seventy, 70 employees. I got nine. Right. <laughs> right? Different so business model. It's a different business model, but the same thing of like, okay, I, there's like three things that I want to do in my business, uh, which is like onboard uh, clients, do strategy, right. and create content. But I also have to oversee the operations and I'm in the weeds, I'm doing creative work. But in order for me to do just those three things, I have to start delegating. And delegating is the hard part because like if you want it done right, I'm just going to do it myself. And then I think it was John Maxwell who said, and I might be incorrect on that, but the the point is he said, if you could find someone to do something 80% as good as you, then let them do it. Allow them room to fail because it's never going to be 100% to your standard. So you have to allow things, allow people to grow. And if they could do it like 75, 80% with uh, growth, then kind of hand that over to them. And that's always the hardest part as an entrepreneur. But I feel like the only way to properly grow and to kind of disconnect yourself from the day-to-day busyness Mm -hmm. is to entrust people and allow them to kind of make mistakes and then coach them through that. Now, going back to the, uh, the, the being super forward with Christ, right? Holy, 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 just blasted on the walls. You have the, the, the wings, you have the throne. Uh, I remember doing a graphic, uh, for you and I was, (laughs) super excited to do it but i was like i'm not the one selling this this is going to be in your stores are you sure and it was uh, the noah's ark with people it was like a it looked like a child illustration of noah's ark but everybody was drowning around the ark and then these are sold in your cafes right was that like i don't know if that was like the most forward or like kind of controversial thing or definitely the most irritating to customers (laughs) um do you feel feel like that was too far still do you regret it or you're like no that was good that needed to happen uh needed to like that's who I want to be. Mm-hmm. I want to be that person. But I realize as a business owner trying to appease like the the masses, you can't be that. And that's where I'm always in this kind of rut. Mm. I want to be a fearless, go for it type of of a follower of Jesus. Um and so you kind of you you learn and gain wisdom from it, but what opened my eyes to that and again, it came from a Francis Chan sermon. So I always like, where am I getting this? I trust Francis. He's been someone that's really been instrumental in, in my development as a Christian. And he just made a comment of like, man, I go into these churches and I see Noah's Ark and all the animals are smiling and, and it's the sun's out and it's a great day. And he's like, it was the worst day in human history. God killed everybody. And he said, you know why? I would like to see some tears, right? I'm like, you know what? That's a good idea. <laughs> so yeah, you went, I gave you a little thing. Hey, can you make these animals cry? And can you put some bodies in the water and uh, put fear God really big? Um, and so, yeah, you crushed the design. We made t-shirts of it, stickers of it. And boy, did that put people in an uproar. <laughs> Christians. Yeah. like, And that to me is like is a whole nother topic, but like. Christians are like, I'm not going to come back in your store until you remove that shirt. Like that is disgusting. How many, have you read the Bible? Like how many times does it say to fear God? Like the whole purpose of man is to obey, uh, fear God and obey his commandments. Um, well, you're going to win more people over with love rather than, uh, you know, that, that type of, that type of preaching. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but that's the problem. All we do is talk about is love. Um, and there's a fear of judgment. 
Um, that's what like walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. Um, and so have I done a reprint? No. Um, are the stickers in our shop anymore? No. Um, because one, I did that too. when we were one shop, mm-hmm. uh, two shops. Um, now that we're six shops, we have a bigger platform. That's the other thing I struggle with now. You know, we had 5,000, tw- uh, Instagram followers. Well, now we have 25,000. So any post, anything we do is amplified. And if anybody right. understands persecution, it is the worst feeling on the planet. Totally. By well, far. I, I, and I feel like, cause some people will be like, well, well now you're soft. You're compromising. You used right. to be radical, and now you're just you know you're you're getting too big. But I feel like no, you have to be a steward of your witness, right? Right. And so social media, for example, is like your your voice is amplified. Uh, and right now with the political climate that we're going through, we're not going to go into that. But I'm just, I'm using that as an illustration. But that the political climate, I have thoughts right. on these things. Right. Uh, but then I go on social media, and everybody's just boom, boom, vomit, right. vomit. Right. And I'm like, okay, I have thoughts, but is this the platform for me to be able to do that, or should I do that one on one in a conversation right. and allow my brand of who I am to be able to speak to reach more people so that I can right. have that message? And right. so it's like you got to be really careful about. Uh, how much you're going to go in on it and how hard you're going to go because uh, you have an audience, you have a, a witness that, you know, and so again, some people are like, man, well, you're compromising. It's like, I don't know. I don't think it's just as cut and dry as that. You know what I mean? Like for, for us at, uh, at Butler, we're a secular, but like, I don't really have, and I'm just looking at it sometimes like, should I be more forthright with like Christ in it? And I'm like, I don't feel like I, uh, I'm, I'm not ashamed by any stretch. I mean, I'm doing a podcast right now. If people, anybody knows me, this is going to go on YouTube for the whole world to see. But uh, there's certain brands that's like, man, we don't, we don't feel like we're supposed to be as forward with our brand. Do you, what are your thoughts on like other companies who are like, it, it, you look at them, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know if the owner is Christian or not. Do you feel like they're compromising or? No, not at all. Like, I don't think you have to put, if you're a Christian, you have to stamp Jesus on your brand and say like, this is what I'm about. There's a lot that comes with that. Um, and if God calls you to that, if God called me to stamp it, I, otherwise, like looking back at it, like, I don't know if I would stamp it as much because all of the stuff that comes with it. And I know we've been talking a lot of the negative stuff that comes with it, but bro, there's blessings that come with it and Amen. don't get it twisted. We were one little coffee shop by a guy who had no clue what he's doing. We now have six locations, 70 employees. My God has carried us through a pandemic, gave us the hookup to crave cookies when no one else were the exclusive dealer that helped keep us afloat in the pandemic. God has brought countless employees in to do things that I wasn't able to do. Um, blessed us financially. Like he is awesome when you, cause I look at it like if this business is about glorifying your name mm. and you are all about your glory, are you going to destroy our business or are you going to help support our business? Um, and yes, persecution hurts and it's there. But at the same time, man, there's other people that I have seen been affected by the outspokenness. And yeah. like for me and I, and I, and I'm totally with it. I get persecuted. Like, you know, I respect people more that don't need to sit out there and say, I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. right? A pastor is telling me kind of indirectly of like, I don't really like your style type of thing. Um, but then others like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a Christian by the way I act. Yeah. Like, Amen. But I'm back to Paul. Like, bro, we got to be speaking about Jesus. Like I can be a great person, but at the end of the day, Oh, he's just a nice person. Unless I go and, and tell the God to me, I'm just passionate about the gospel. The gospel is what has the power to save. If we as Christians are not preaching the gospel, we are missing it. Like 
so much so because I live in Christendom and I see these Christians and I just, my new favorite question is, hey, what's the gospel? Mm. And people are shocked. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What's the gospel? Tell it to me. Like, we've been commanded to be able to preach the word in season and out of season. And it's, 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 it's a little alarming of how many Christians I run into that, that don't know the gospel. Mm. Um, and so, therefore, this is a platform by talking. I just made a hat. I was scared to death because I was like, I made an Ebbets-filled hat. Um, they're $50 hats, the top of the line primo, and I put the gospel on it because I'm like, bro, like we need to be about this. Let's put it on our head. And then we get it in. I'm like, I have 44 of these for $50. <laughs> this was the stupidest thing I could have ever done. And then just yesterday, I get an Instagram story from a guy in Texas like, bro, look at this dope gospel hat. Ebbets feel the best. The gospel all the way from Cali. This is dope. And I'm like... Thank you, Lord, for that encouragement. Um, so, yeah, man, it, I, I feel like, yeah, there, there, there's trials that come with putting Christ first in your business, but they are pale in comparison to the blessings that come uh, when you glorify God in all Amen. that you do. Well, brother, I just want to encourage you because I've been in the shops to where I hear people being evangelized to. Like, it's not, when we say Christian uh, coffee shop, this is not exclusive. There, there's all kinds of people right. who come in here, hundreds of different types of people. Uh, that come in and I hear people uh, having spiritual, meaningful conversations, that vision that God gave you mm-hmm. in England of people connecting over coffee and it will bring glory to God. I've heard those conversations. I know personally people who have uh, come to the Lord through this ministry, through this right. business. In fact, just on Wednesday, I was teaching a Bible study and I met a new person who was a girl and as she uh, as she was new to the faith. She said, I feel like I'm still kind of learning. I don't really know anything. I asked her, how'd you come to the Lord? And I said, well, you know, um, yeah, someone talked to her, she went to a church and then she ended up uh, working at Cup of Joy and she was a, a former employee. She said, I had a conversation with Zach one time. He kind of pointed me to the Lord and I felt like this is where I need to be. And so she was in a Bible study trying to learn more. Mm-hmm. And this place, this brand was an instrument in her spiritual journey. So mm-hmm. I just want to encourage you with that. Amen. We're going to, I'll just close it right here and we'll pray and we'll be out brother. Amen. Well, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for my brother Zach and for uh, your goodness and your sovereignty in connecting us. I thank you for the vision that you put in his heart and that vision hasn't left. I thank you, Father, that we're sitting in uh, the fruition of that vision you put in his heart uh, come to life. I pray that you would continue to keep him steadfast and focused on you. I pray that he would continue to listen to your voice and not the voice of the world, the enemy, all these differing voices that are contrary to what you're speaking to him. Father, I pray that you would give him sensitivity to your spirit's leading, that he would continue to to glorify you as he is in the limelight, as he is in the public and people are looking and they all have their opinions. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would keep him. I pray that you would keep him humble, that you would not allow pride to take Mm -hmm. root and uh, help him to, to hear your voice, even if it comes through somebody else. I pray that you continue to bless his company and expand your ministry through him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. Bro, Appreciate this you, is man. good, man. Thanks for sticking around. If you liked this episode, please do me a favor and subscribe, share the podcast with others, and write a review. It only takes a second, and it helps get the word out to more people. Also, if you want to support the podcast financially, please visit my Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Sean Tamba. That's patreon.com forward slash S-E-A-N-T-A-M-B-A. Any amount definitely helps. You can also see the link in the show notes.
that's it for today, folks. Thank you and God bless. Thank you.